Hello, it's Rafaela here from ThreadUp. I continue to support the creative community through this crisis with all sessions now on video and phone calls. For details, please check threadup.co.uk. You can also find details of free check-ins I offer on my Twitter at threadup underscore and on Instagram and Facebook at threadup. Please share this. Somebody out there might need it. Stay safe and let's get through it together. Welcome to Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy. During this time of shutdown of the live comedy circuit due to coronavirus, I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology. And three times a week now, on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies and coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. They're there to support you, and if you'd like to support this podcast, if you're enjoying what we're doing, please go to patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. Oh, this is your excuse then. You're busy, aren't you? Daddy's working. I'm at work. How much money I'm earning for this work? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's work. Of sorts. Anyway, joining me today on Psychomedy, it's Joe Caulfield. Joe, hello. Hello. Hello, Joe. And you see, there should be applause. Hooray. Hooray for me joining. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we missed the oh, applause. I start every conversation. Yes, in lockdown, <laughs> I start every conversation. Hello, I'm Joe. Hooray for me. <laughs> Hard to do anything without applause these days, isn't it? What's the, what's the, what's the point? So difficult. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm not getting applause, why are we doing anything? Uh, and we want to we have applause before we've even started doing anything which is the i know the joy of our yeah, just for walking <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's not that sort of patronizing applause that you might get at work going oh well done for turning up yeah. <laughs> well i hope it's not that anyway <laughs> so yes you are in edinburgh yeah i'm i'm very lucky i feel i've locked out with this virus in my situation um, in that I, you know, we've got space, um, I've got a little garden and uh, five minutes on my bike. I'm at the top of Portobello Beach, so we can go cycling, go running on the beach. I mean, so weird. It's taken me like 20 years to try to get my husband to go on a bike. I'm always like, oh, we could go bike rides together. And he's all like, fuck off. And, uh, and now he's on a bike. I've had, we had, like I got bike off my dad years ago, so there's always been an extra bike, mm. uh, but it's taken a virus to get him onto a bike. <laughs> and now he, he does, he loves it, but it's weird what he chooses to wear. Uh, I was going, oh, I was looking at his outfit. So he's got like tracksuit bottoms on and like Samba trainers, but then he's got a Harrington jacket and an Inter Milan baseball cap. And I was like, you just look like some sort of low-level villain, especially because we live in Leith, where there's a lot of low-level villains around. Because <laughs> he looks like he's checking on his youngsters doing their drugs runs, you know. <laughs> well, maybe he is. Maybe he is. We all need, we all need a second income. Is. <laughs> God, yeah. Oh, God, I hope, I hope I'm right. Yes, yeah, that'd be good. The drug dealers around by me in Hackney, they, they still seem to be in work. I still see them. They're, they're, they're meeting up in their cars, you know, so that's, uh, that business is uh -huh. thriving. Yeah. Yes, I talked, to, I talked to Craig Hill about um, 
Yes, about cycling around Edinburgh. Said it was uh, said it was very pretty with no traffic. But I guess after what Boris said last night, everyone is out on the street now, but being alert. Ah, oh, yeah. I, I hope not. I mean, that's what's also been really great about cycling. It's been like cycling in the nineteen sixties or something because yeah. there's no cars. Neither of us wear helmets. No cycling proficiency. You know, so we don't. We we're all over the roads. Um, so it's yeah. it's great, but it it may yeah it may all change after that very confusing speech from <laughs> Boris. Yes, my goodness, it was confusing, and particularly God, for, yeah, I guess for someone that lives in Scotland, um, you're getting your own rules uh, from Nicola Sturgeon. I mean, it is so confusing. Clear it up for me, Joe. What's happening? What are the rules? <laughs> yeah, I love the the weirdest one was him saying you can play sports uh, with your own family, <laughs> yeah. and it was just such a posh thing of like these, you know, because he's got millions of kids, like these posh families, millions <laughs> of kids, and we all play rugger together. It was just such a weird thing to say. Yeah. I, I couldn't quite. I was going because you, I immediately pictured like teams. I pictured <laughs> teams of people, and they went, "He's talking about a family. What are you on about?" <laughs> And also you're saying stuff that people are already doing. Wasn't yeah, he said, oh, yeah, yeah. you can visit your family, but social distance. And I thought, well, that's what everybody's been doing anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll go with Nicola on this one. She's staying with the simple slogan, so much better. Yeah. Stay home, stay safe. That's a much better slogan than his stay alert, but look at the colour to see how alert you should be. <laughs> and then watch out for the virus, whatever it is, you know, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely crazy whoever thought of it you go oh my god yeah. people can't every day get up and go okay what color is it today oh it's yellow we can relax and also <laughs> there is one and he was saying like goes from one to five so i think one is no danger at all so you can't have between no danger and danger it's you know it's either dangerous or it's not you know but you go oh they're about yellow that's like it's a, oh yeah <laughs> yeah the graphics are so patronizing they, they look like something off i don't know news round or, or play school and they're still talking about the yes. r numbers if we See don't understand lights. i mean maybe maybe people still don't understand but immediately after boris's speech last night they went to hugh uh, in the studio and he started talking about the r yeah. number again and and hugh has to nod as if he's like oh yeah tell me about it again i don't i don't understand it what if it's over one it's oh yeah it's just um yeah. So, yeah, and do that graphic again of how we yeah. see how it can multiply, and you go, yeah, we've got that because it is basically the same news over and over again. So I've sort of not really. I mean, I watched that speech because I thought maybe something new will happen, but otherwise, from being somebody who's very interested in the news, I'm not interested because it's nothing. There's nothing new. Mm, mm. And it's yeah. And do you, do you find it's it makes your kind of mental health worse if you if you consuming this news which is frustrating i don't know it, it, it does to me that's well, why boris yeah. yeah boris makes my mental health worse always anyway just the idea that he's alive sends me <laughs> frenzy so i yeah it's that thing where you you're sort of getting angry and i thought i don't want to be getting angry about this because there isn't much to be done yeah uh, now i get uh, but even even like the clapping has been spoiled you know i go out and clap with my neighbors we all clap Mm. I did it sort of resentfully this week because I thought, oh, I don't, the government of, this was a natural thing, happened naturally, started naturally, and now it's become a thing that almost the government think is us sort of clapping them, saying, mm -hmm. yes, we're all happy with everything. Um, so I had to put up a status going, I'm not, I'm not clapping for you, I'm clapping for the NHS staff. 
And yeah. then somebody took offense to that. That's the thing where you go. And then someone on Twitter went, well, most people are just clapping without having to tell everyone. As though I was boasting that I was clapping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what kind of an asshole do you think I am? And I was like, well, he really clearly thinks I am an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how you, I, at first with this lockdown, I was, I was in a euphoria of not having to travel. Mm. Like at first I was like, this is the, this is the enforced break I would never have had. Mm. I was honestly delighted to just not be traveling. Mm. So I didn't realize quite, cause I, it's my own fault cause I live in Edinburgh, but how much traveling I've done and how sort of tiring that is. Yeah. And I don't know if other comics had it also the first couple of weeks of, of the adrenaline coming out of your body as well. Yeah. Yeah. Of feeling relaxed. I mean, sort of going, what else can I do? And trying to do work as well. And I did writing and things um, because I'm not, a, I am a, I'm not a person who can sit really. Mm. So I was doing things, but at the same time I was going, oh my God, I'm sleeping so well. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I was, I thought, oh, it's because there's, there's not that adrenaline. There's not that, it means there's not that high, you know, mm. but there's also not that, Oh, that kind of, oh, I feel sort of slightly jittery and I don't sleep. And I didn't realize that I probably was quite stressed and I didn't know it. Yeah. And how's that, and how's that changed over the last couple of months? I mean, how are you feeling now? I mean, at the start, I felt quite pessimistic thinking, what do I do? And then I thought, well, you know, I can find some different things to do like this, which I've done. And then now it just seems to mm. be uh, heading into the future with no, and I guess the lack of clarity last night even adds to that. I woke up this morning feeling like there's such a blamange of clarity with no ending in sight. It's, uh, it's up and down, isn't it? How's it been for you? Yeah, up and down is exactly that. I mean, I've got uh, bits and bobs because, because of technology that you can still do radio. So I had there's a radio show up here, BBC Scotland, like a their sort of version of news quiz. So I've done that a couple of times. So that's a little bit of money jobs come in. But yeah. then other things, you're sort of busy. Because I, I sort of think, well, it's up to me, you know, I feel as a comics to find out, well, what, how else can I do what I do, but not yeah. in the way that I do it. I did a few of those where you, you sort of do the gig, just film yourself and... <laughs> and uh, and I just think I look like a mental person. You know, I just look like I'm, you know. Just, did, you, did you do it live you know, or I, recorded? Or? I recorded it, uh, you know, at home. Right, and yeah. even though I tried to sort of do it conversationally, it was so, so clearly material that I thought, <laughs> yeah. oh, it made, made me think of the king of comedy or something. You know, you look like something wrong with you and you're imagining that you've got a career in comedy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. So, so I think they're very hard. They're very hard to make work. I think I've seen some good stuff. I think podcasts are great. They really work. And yeah. I've seen some good stuff. I think uh, Sean Walsh, the one-sided phone call, is fantastic. What a great idea. Yeah. Um, Matt Green has done some good sketches. But I think the pe pe people talking into the mic thing is very hard. You know, as though you're doing stand-up is very hard to to make work. Um, yeah. And then, so then I thought, <laughs> I did a thing, um, because I probably have been on Facebook too much. So I thought, <laughs> oh, I'll just, you know, because I, I, I bought some equipment. I've got a ring light, you know. Oh, nice. And, uh, so One's in the post. Just, I know, post, lovely. Are they oh, good? Are they oh good? Oh, God. Yeah, they, like they are good, because yeah. there's also that weird thing. I thought, oh, it's easier for, I suppose, I, that blokes could just get up and do it. But I went, oh, 
And I was talking to this with Susan Murray and I said, I was going to film a thing today and I thought, oh, fuck, I'd have to wash my hair. And she went, I thought exactly the same thing. So if it's a day, like if I put hair and makeup on, I don't put hair on, it's not, I don't wear a wig, but, you know, <laughs> then they've got to make the use of that day and go, right, well, any filming, if I want to do anything, I've got to do it today or any Zoom chats where they're looking at me, <laughs> then I do it today. And then the next day I go, well, I'm not doing anything because my hair's dirty and that's that. So then that would be sort of writing. But then I filmed a little thing of uh and i just did it naturalistically of with my laptop this is what i talk about when i'm looking at people's facebook feeds and i, and I was just oh, being no, mean yeah it's brilliant it's really good that is it's great but i i showed it to my husband and i said is this just am i because you know without an audience i think i might have lost my mind i said am <laughs> i just the worst person in the world and if i put this out will people go i knew she was a bitch you know and he went no i think it's funny but i was yeah. frightened going that I absolutely just completely exposed myself to people, yeah, yeah, like yeah. lifted off you're the mask. The only, you're the only one <laughs> yeah. on Facebook who's disingenuous. <laughs> yeah. And then it was such a relief, you know, to go, oh, and everyone going, oh, that's exactly like me. And I was like, oh, thank God, because there was a terrible moment. And I thought, I've really, I've lost it completely now. Oh, oh God, it's so good. But I think so that's... Good. That's like the applause thing, though, isn't it? Because I thought I was being smug going, no, I'm not missing applause. No, I'm not missing that. Uh, um, and then I was checking that Twitter feed like crazy for every like. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're just a needy fuck. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. I love that. Because, yeah, you notice yourself, particularly if you hate something a lot on Facebook, you look at it, I, I hate it so much. Let's go the other way and love it. And then yeah. <laughs> suddenly you've lost something that actually you hated. But hey, I've yes. made them feel good. They, yeah, they'll never know. Yeah. They'll never know yes. I've gone so far the other way. I've said love. <laughs> That's and the best thing to do with jealousy is to just be thrilled for people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always. Oh, see, there I go, giving it all away again. No, no. No, it's perfect. It's great. And um, as you say, it's, I think it's taken... A lot of us just a while to and and TV people to think what's what can we put out that's good content because yeah. immediately things came out you know both from individuals and TV that was such bad content and I heard you talk beautifully on um, mm. Stuart Goldsmith podcast about doing bad TV. There seem to be so many people that just willingly want to do bad TV, and you're a person that just has never wanted to do that. And apart from money, obviously, I could never understand why people you know, with a, who have money that would want to do bad TV. And I don't, uh, you know, on the same token, I don't understand why TV companies want to rush out this really awful content uh, when, and you think, well, am I, am I the only person thinking this is awful? And then you check Twitter and then everyone on Twitter, a hundred percent of people are thinking it's awful. And I think people have been rushing to just do anything, haven't they? Yeah. And, and also it's become so patronizing. Uh, I think particularly the BBC, their tone has changed in this way. They've got, they've, you know, bought into Boris Johnson's that were in World War Two, <laughs> And so they're sort of talking down to us and, and sort of think, well, what everyone wants is to see everybody happy and pulling together and let's yeah. all fucking bake a cake in the streets. And it's just mindless <laughs> shit. I'm just yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, the, and what kind of people, I mean, but then there are people, you go, oh, they do love it. You know, that, those people that did the Congo in their street where they all held the same <laughs> piece of rope and passed the disease to each other. You know, those sort of people. 
<laughs> do like it where they go no we all did that and it was but it's all about but then <laughs> this is a terrible thing for comic to say i thought god can people just not be do they have to be getting attention <laughs> 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 but that yeah. is what I think a lot of it is about, you know, like after it's better than, you know. So, but at the same time, yeah, I sort of understand people wanting to have communal activities. But I think the TV has been particularly just bland beyond bland. Like everything's turned into the one show and we've all got <laughs> yeah. to make each other feel great, you know. Whereas yeah. why, why can't we moan? That's equally a therapeutic thing for people yeah. to do as well. That yeah. people like to do that. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it, it will change this afternoon when Boris gets up and does his first press briefing in, what, weeks. I just, I hope and pray someone has the bravery just to, just to ask a question that counts. And when there's a follow-up question, just yes. to say something brave like, Boris, you haven't answered the question. You are not answering the question. Because all the follow-up question is, it's, everyone's being so polite. And yeah, as you say, the tone is often patronising. The graphics are so patronising, as we talked about that. I just remembered how mm. they, it cut back to the graphics and how it was between four and five or three and four. And it was teetering slightly. The graphic was like teetering between <laughs> three and four. It's like, oh, we're nearly safe. No, we're not quite. It's teetering still. And um, oh, will any, will, I mean, they haven't answered a single question on that press briefing. And I'm just, uh, I'm hoping someone like you will get, you know, be chosen to ask the public's question. Over to Joe Caulfield. What the fuck are you doing, Boris? You know, do you actually yes. care? <laughs> do you care about anyone? I don't know. And, but I think genuinely also we, we've got a particularly bad crop of people who are not suited to this because most of them are either they've just come through doing politics university and through that way or mm. like Gove and Boris Johnson they've come through journalism so they don't know anything yeah. about actually running anything working in a proper job organizing people uh, ordering fucking PPE you know I used to work <laughs> in retail I can order you stuff you know, as, you know they're, they're, they, all they know how to do is sort of bluster a bit. And that's yeah. what he keeps doing. So, uh, I, I mean, I, weirdly, I, I think everybody is mostly uh, sensible and obeying rules. And, and I think that, I mean, certainly where I live, there is a nice feeling. It's also quite nice where I am because they're old houses that were built in Leith for, I think they're for people who worked in the docks who had slightly higher up jobs. So they're villas. That's what they're, they're, they're villas. Oh. Um, but the gardens are all connected. So you have your own garden and then there's just a tiny like two foot fence. So some people put up big fences, but where I am, they don't. And it's actually really nice because we can all talk over, over these little things and we can go in and out of each other's gardens if we want to. Oh. So you're actually very connected, which is really nice. And I've got like an 80-year-old woman, one side, very interesting woman. She's American, lived all over the world. And then my other side, I've got this five-year-old who constantly wants to play with me. Um, I'm getting a lot of, I am getting a lot of ego boosting from her because her mum's like, oh, she's got such a crush on you. And I hear her, like, as she sees me go in the garden, I hear her yelling, Joe's out, Joe's out. And she comes running out to play. And again, so needy, I'm going, oh, there she is, <laughs> my audience. <laughs> but yeah. it's just nice because it's not yeah. that way. I think I, I would hate to be in suburb, real suburbia where people are very closed off from each yeah. other. I think that wouldn't be nice or out in the country, but then I wouldn't live there anyway because it's all weird and racist, isn't it? <laughs> Let's not forget that. <laughs>
Yeah. You know they are. Scrape them <laughs> and they're racist over there. They know that. Yeah, so it's an inter- I like where I live. It's an interesting mix. You know, Leith is, you know, it's a very interesting mix of characters. You know, there's always people doing weird things at the bus stop. You know, we've got a lot of sort of <laughs> social problems, which also make it, you know, a lot of street theatre in that way. <laughs> yeah. so I like it. I live in Hackney, it's very similar. I live in Hackney Central. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also enough of the the likes of us who are there. So you've got some nice pubs and cafes. (laughs) Please God, they come back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's nice, nice to hear about um, people talking to each other in different ways. And that sounds like a nice setup with a garden. I mean, do, do, do you have... Do you have any general optimism uh, as to how this might change us for the better as a society talking to each other more openly and lovingly or will it all just go away in a few months? Bottom line, I think people kind of revert. It does depend. The only thing that might change is people might remember, but then I don't think they will. But I was thinking about if they want to do the World War II analogy, after World War II, people did come back and go, right, well, we want a better share of this country. Uh, and, uh, and so we got the NHS and we got better education. We got all of that. Uh, but whether it'll be too long away, I think, the next election for people to punish the Tories or to remember that it was them that ran down the health service, you know. Yeah. So it's one way... I'm not optimistic in that people change. I think people might change individually. I think people might have made nice connections during this. But I mean, I remember like, well, I remember 9-11 happening and having friends in New York and they said for about six months, New York was the most amazing place to live because people were so bonded by that terrible tragedy. But then everyone went back to normal again and, you know, it's all about money and doesn't change because this, you know, the actual structure of government didn't change. So yeah, it'd be lovely to think things might change. Yeah. I'm, for, I'm, I'm for Keir Starmer. I think he's a good idea, you know, in terms <laughs> of I think he looks electable. I voted for him and I'm not even saying, oh, he's going to be great or whatever. But I thought, look, he fucking looks electable to yeah. people who voted for Tony Blair, who people who vote Tory, they could vote for him. They're never going to have voted for Jeremy Corbyn. So he's a chance. So I feel more hopeful of the Labour Party in that way. Yeah. And how about how about comedy? How are you feeling about the future of live comedy as someone that you you love wow. Edinburgh, you love the Edinburgh fringe, don't you? I'm sure you're very yeah. that's all gone. I mean maybe there'll be some gigs in August. Um who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it does seem um too yeah, really it's so, it's so strange because you sort of keep I keep seeing people who run bars and stuff saying that it's even to have social distancing, it's not worth it for us. It's not yeah. worth it because we, we need the volume of people coming in. And yeah. also you think about the Edinburgh, every nearly every Edinburgh festival venue, you think about those sort of ancient walls running with smallpox and sweat, <laughs> and, aren't they? You know, they're just, yeah. they're so unhealthy. Most yeah. of them no air conditioning. And you go, you go, yeah, everything else in the country can be open, but not venues in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is, it's, I mean, funnily enough, I had, um, I did a, a podcast with a, a, a group um, because they were taught a music group because music group, you know, bands and that they're talking and people who run venues are talking in the same way about how will we get back to people being close together and sweaty and hot and yeah. queuing at bars. How can that happen? And it can't really happen until there's a vaccine or until there's like an easy 
treatment as easy like you take this pill and then the flu's gone you know yeah so it could be very different you know they may open with social distancing and big theaters because they might they could still make money doing it that way yeah it'd be a very odd experience yeah. i mean i'm no doubt that once we're allowed to do it people will come flooding back because i think that's a very british and northern european thing we want to go out and get pissed and be with other people we're not Americans in that they, they don't mind say, sitting at home and watching things. You know, no, we want to get dressed up and go out and get pissed and be with people. So yeah. I think it will come back when we're allowed. But what we do in the meantime to make money is very difficult to know because the online things are so hard to monetize. I mean, what the people that have done where, where you buy a ticket, that's worked well. Yeah. So maybe that's the future, but it, it's very small audiences. But people, a comedy store did it the other night. Mm. Um, people charged five pounds and I think they sold like a thousand tickets. So that's, oh, that's good. That works, well, you know. Yeah. And, and the comedians get a good or cut small that, clubs. Yes. And the comedians got a good cut. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, right. more actually was because it was a fair deal. So that we've actually got more than you get for a slot. So I'm that's all great. for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> they should just um, play so that I every weekend. More... You could uh, never, yeah. have tra- <laughs> never have to travel again. It's amazing. It's, it's tricky. I feel, I feel uh, weirdly, I feel excited because I think it is an opportunity for my brain to do think differently. Yeah. You know, which I wouldn't have had because I would have been just gigging and gigging. So in that way, it's nice. And then, God, when it comes back, how much will we love gigging? Never oh. complain about anything. Yeah. I mean, do you have any plans? For going, I don't kind care of a... how many pillars are in that room. It's got, you know, it's got millions of pillars, but <laughs> hey, there's people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have any plans for the next, you know, three, six months, however long it's going to be to do anything different? Or are you just going to kind of sit tight and um, look at Facebook and love the well, things that you hate? Uh, anything things and, anything out of the ordinary anything could didn't you used to play do you still play music when you did you play drums in a in a band years ago Am i i, I did and up? then what was that was weird recently when um who was in that band with years and years ago he oh. i had no idea he has videos of us doing gigs so he put up one on facebook and i was blown away it was like looking at another person <laughs> because i'd forgotten i went oh my god i am actually playing the drums and oh, singing nice. i didn't realize i could actually do it so that was really lovely to have see have you shared that did you, and then, did, you did you share that on yeah the... i know i did i put it up yeah i put it up on twitter and then oh, well, sort of, then i found um sort of community with people in bands which is quite nice so i've done a few sort of podcasts with fans and people talking about girl drummers and stuff like that so yeah um but also but comedy wise it's more kind of just thinking what else what other little things would I like to film um I've been writing a book well I've finished it but I don't know if it's a book until somebody tells me it is like I've given it to someone to read um and that's sort of about my sister because my sister died of cancer a couple of years ago yeah so it's kind of a memoir and it's about her but it's also putting in her writing so it's one of those things oh, that was, uh, and about grief and how, 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 how so much worse it is than I think the people say it is, you know, and what, and all those, you know, we're curing cancer ads. that makes me want to fucking throw things at the telly, you know? So, so it might have been just a therapeutic thing for me to do. <laughs> I don't know, but I tried to, I tried weirdly for it to be funny as well. So we'll see whether that's a thing or whether it's not a thing. And it was just something I had to do, you know? But no, I've, it's not, it's not, I don't have any massive plan, but I've got lots of small plans that I'm excited about. 
you know, and that my brain's excited to do, which is good, I think. That's good. That's good. Yeah, get the get the drum kit out, definitely, and uh, annoy those annoy those neighbours who you bonded yeah. with. And <laughs> the five year old yes. will love it. The eighty year old, not so much. Yes, <laughs> me and the five year old on the drums. Yeah. Imagine their faces, the eighty year old, as you move the drum kit, and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> right, beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on today and catching up with you. It's uh, as I said to you before we started recording. We've moved this. We've, you're the first one now. We've just moved it to three, three days a week. And my goodness, I'm going to miss it tomorrow when I'm not doing this. It's like it's uh, oh, a little bit yeah. of a uh, little bit of fun and sanity. Oh, it's been really. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for talking to me. Thank yeah. you so much. Maybe catch up well. again. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, how long is this going to? How long is this going to go on for? I don't know. It's. Um... I think end of July. Definitely, we can't see anything happening. Not yeah. for us, you know. Other things may come Indeed. back a little bit. But... Well, Joe, mm. thank you so much. Keep well. Keep drumming. Yes. Uh... All right then. Cheers. The brilliant Joe Coalfield there. Such a pleasure to have her on. Check out her stuff at joecoalfield.com. She's one of our best stand-ups. And on Twitter at joe underscore Coalfield. So, yeah, that is our show for today. As I say, we're going Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays now. But ThreadUp are still there, our counselling partners, if you need them. So they're offering their free check-ins this Wednesday. It is 6 till 8pm, so get in touch with them at threadup.co.uk. Thanks so much for listening today. Please listen back on all the daily shows, all the main shows, and please give us those five-star reviews. Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pod People Productions. Check out psychomedy.co.uk. There's mental health tips there from our counselling partners, ThreadUp. And if you'd like to support the podcast, again, it's patreon.com slash Comedy. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for all the loving messages so far. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay optimistic. Tune back in for more Psychomedy Daily Dose on Thursday. Pod people.